Last weekend was so fun. It's so fun to have the prophet in the house. You just never know what's going to happen. <laughs> but it's good. And as pastors, um, it is so fun to see your sheep, your people get touched by God in a prophetic word. I enjoy seeing people get a prophetic word more than even receiving one. And, and being encountered by God. This is how we're being encountered by God. One prophetic word, one word from God can change your life. One word changed my life. And God loves to speak. And I'm teaching on that this morning. Um, Joseph Z kicked it off last week, and we're going to be starting a prophetic series. So we're going to be learning about the prophetic. So let's pray. God, we thank you for your presence here. We feel you. We know that you're here with us. Holy Spirit, we ask you this morning, would you make the word this morning so relevant to our lives? I just pray it wouldn't be knowledge that puffs us up, but revelation knowledge that goes deep in our heart and transforms us. We want to be transformed. We don't want to play church. We don't want to come and just be able to check off, hey, I'm a good Christian, I've gone to church. We want to encounter you. We need you. Would you breathe on the word this morning? Would you use me as your vessel? That power and authority would go forth and change every single one of us. Would you make it so personal, so prophetic for each person here? You would speak to us, Holy Spirit. Even as one word goes forth, you can make it so personal to each one of us. And so we just thank you. By faith, we say the word today is going to produce such a great harvest in our life. Lord, that we were created to hear your voice. We do hear your voice. And you lead us into truth and goodness and prosperity. And we love you. You're such a good, good father. And we love being your kids. You love every single one of us. We're so unique. We are created perfectly in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, the title of my message is Prophetic Personalities. And, um, you know, you and I were created to hear the voice of God. We were created to hear his voice. Hearing God's voice should be as natural as breathing. Natural and normal as breathing. And so... Um, I believe today, if you feel like you never hear God's voice or God's not speaking, that you're going to get set free today. Because the Bible says that we hear God's voice, and he loves to speak. Religion has um, complicated it and confused prophecy. And when I say prophecy, some of us are very familiar with prophecy. Maybe some of you are like, I don't know what that means. And prophecy really is just hearing God's voice for our lives and others. It's very simple. I don't think God's religious. He's, he's very, I don't know if I can say this, but down to earth, <laughs> even though he lives in heaven. <laughs> like when Jesus walked on earth, it says that he had more joy than the rest of his companions, that even the sinners liked to be around him. I mean, he was fun. He was fun and he was relatable, that even the sinners loved to be in his presence. And God is an excellent communicator. So we're going to talk about prophecy. And um, my key verse this morning is going to be in John. So turn with me to John 10. And um, 
out of John 10, I'm going to read a couple different scriptures. So I'm going to start um, John 10, 10. I'm going to read John 10, 10, and 11. And it says, the thief comes in order to still kill and destroy. I'm reading out the Amplified Bible. I came, this is Jesus, I came that they may have life and enjoy life. And they have it in abundance to the full to where it overflows. I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And then verse 14 and 15, it says, I am the good shepherd. And I know without any doubt who are mine, my own. And my own know me and have a deep personal relationship with me. Verse 15, even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my very life sacrificing it for the benefit of the sheep. And then go with me to verse 27 and 28. It says, the sheep that are mine, my own, hear my voice and listen to me, and I know them. I want to read that again. The sheep that are my own hear my voice and listen to me, and I know them. Verse 28, and I give them eternal life, and they will never, ever by any means perish, and no one will ever snatch them out of my hand. I love that. God is a good shepherd. He's gentle, he's loving, he's selfless, and he lays down his life for us. And it says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come to give life and, and give life abundantly. And then he goes on to say how he does that. Because I walk with my sheep. I talk with my sheep. My sheep recognize my voice. So he leads us with his gentle, humble heart. He's not dictator. He's not mean. He's not harsh. But he's a good shepherd, a gentle shepherd, speaking to us and leading us by his voice. And he says, I know who are mine. And that's because when you get born again, his spirit lives in us. So he sees his spirit and he said, mine, 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 mine. He recognizes us because he's in us. And I love that he says, we will never, ever, ever perish. We might die in this world, but we live forever. We actually never taste death, death because we're instantly in the presence of God. And that nobody can snatch us out of his hands. I love that promise. He's a good shepherd. And it says that his sheep hear his voice. There isn't any exceptions, except for when they're in sin, except for when they're not behaving, except for if they haven't been on a fast in a long time, except for, no, we hear God's voice just because we're his. It's a gift to us. Any relationship you have, if you could not communicate, it would not be a very good relationship. But God longs for relationship, and he longs to speak, and, and the word says that we hear his voice. Okay, so if the Bible says we hear God's voice, why do some people struggle with hearing God's voice? I mean, that's a good question, isn't it? Okay, so I'm going to cover a few that I think why we struggle hearing God's voice, or people can struggle hearing God's voice. The first one is, Religion is taught only a few special people hear God's voice. If you're not special, you're not the pastor, you're not the priest, you can't hear God's voice. I'll have to hear it for you. 
And that's a lie of the enemy. And if you've been taught that, then you don't believe it. And what you believe is true to you. So that means God can be speaking to you because that doesn't mean God stops speaking. God's always speaking. But you won't recognize it because of your unbelief. And I think that is a majority of the body of Christ. Either they feel unworthy or they've been taught you can't hear God's voice. Only the prophet. Only a few special people will, will hear God's voice. Because you don't believe, you won't recognize his voice. In the Old Testament, God used prophets. In the New Testament, God used prophets. But in the Old Testament, primarily, God only used prophets to speak. And that's because that was the Old Covenant, and Holy Spirit didn't live in us yet. But now, every single one of us has the Holy Spirit, and the same Holy Spirit. He doesn't put a little more Holy Spirit in certain people and a little less. It's actually the fullness of God lives in every single one of us. I say this a lot because my mind still cannot understand and fathom that God Almighty lives in us. And then I think I should be more powerful. <laughs> and I know it's my unbelief and not grasping the reality of God Almighty living in every single one of us. How powerful. If we start getting that revelation, the world would change. But our eyes are always kind of on us and our weakness and who we are instead of who he is in us. But the more we focus on that, we become really big in this world and do great things. So now under the new and better covenant bought by the blood of Jesus, every single believer receives the spirit of God who dwells in us. Salvation is the invitation to hear God's voice. Say that with me. Salvation is the invitation to hear God's voice. Now, can God speak to unbelievers? Yeah. God can do whatever he wants. But salvation is our invitation to hear God's voice daily. We can hear God's voice daily. Okay, so that was the first reason. The second reason why I think we don't recognize God's voice when he's speaking is because we don't know the word well. The language of God is the Bible. The word of God is God's vocabulary. So as we read the word of God and we get rooted in the word of God, then we start recognizing his voice. You know, it's just like learning a new language. You don't recognize it if you don't know the language. But as we read the word of God, he, this is what he speaks, the word of God. And this is what he uses. So as we read the word of God, we realize, oh, wow, God has been speaking to me. And he'll use this. You know, when, when the enemy came against Jesus, what did he use to combat the enemy? The word of God. And that he heard God's word and spoke God's word. And so God will use um, his word to speak to us. And this really helps because this is how we know if God is speaking or the enemy is speaking, right? If it's good, it's God. If it's bad, it's the enemy. If it's condemning, it's the enemy. If it's lifting you up and encouraging you, it's God. We overcomplicate it, but it's very easy. So this is the vocabulary of God. So we have to be in God's word. The more we know God's word, the more we'll recognize his voice but he's always speaking. Okay, the third reason. And I think this is, this is the one I'm going to kind of land on today, but um, I think 
we don't believe we hear God's voice because we limit the ways he speaks. And I'm going to get into prophetic personalities. We think God speaks maybe one way, or we hear how God speaks, like maybe Joseph Z, and we think, oh, I never hear God's voice. So we're going to talk about ways God um, speaks to us. And um, today I'm not talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and and I hope this doesn't confuse you, but I I just want to explain this. As a born-again believer, as a Christian, we receive the Holy Spirit, and we all hear the voice of God. But then there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire that comes upon us. And this is in 1 Corinthians 12, where we have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is prophecy, words of knowledge, words of wisdom. And we're going to get into that in our series. But right now, today, I'm just talking about as sons and daughters, through salvation, we hear God's voice. And some people think you can't hear God's voice unless you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I don't agree with that. I think we all, as sons and daughters, hear the shepherd's voice. Now, the prophetic and the gifts of the Spirit are powerful and we want them. And I think we hear better, we hear more and more powerful with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we move into those gifts. So I'm not talking or teaching on the gifts of the Spirit. I'm teaching on ways that we hear God in our lives. So I hope that doesn't confuse you, but prophetic personalities, and you'll understand a little more. Okay, so prophetic personalities... Um, there's hearers, seers, feelers, and knowers. Now, could there be more? Maybe. Let's not make a doctrine out of this. I'm just teaching from what I taught, learned, okay? And God speaks in many ways. God gives dreams. God gives visions. God speaks audibly to some people. God can speak through a donkey, okay? So I'm not trying to put God in a box, I'm not trying to put God in a box. I'm trying to take God out of a box. (laughs) That we think God can speak one way. No, we are so different. We have different personalities. We hear differently. And so he speaks to you the way he knows you will hear him. But if you don't know that, if you think he just speaks one way, you might not recognize that he's speaking to you. And I pray today, as I'm done with the teaching, you're going to be like, God's been speaking to me my entire life. God loves me. And that's where I want to get. Okay, so hearers, seers, feelers, and knowers. So let's break this down. Number one, hear. This is the one I think we hear about the most. Did you hear that here? And I think many believe that this is the only way God speaks. And I'm going to say for me, I used to do like John Paul Jackson prophetic classes and all kinds of prophetic classes. I grew up in a very prophetic church, so we had prophetic training, and I didn't hear God this way, and I actually felt very unspiritual and like I didn't hear God. And so this teaching set me free. So this is the one I think we hear most often, and the hearers, um, they just hear God. It's like It's a play-by-play. They get so many details, very direct. Hearers will say, well, God said this, and then God said that, and then God said this, and God said that. And you're like, did he really say all that? (laughs) And 
and they actually take lots of notes in their journalers. <laughs> My friend Diane is a hearer. And I'm like, so what did God say? And it's like pages. And I'm like, God never speaks to me that way. And it's just a play-by-play of, you know, they just have so many details. Now, if you're not a hearer and a hearer is telling you what God's saying, you're kind of like, just get to the point. (laughs) Get to the main point because God speaks to them so much. It's just amazing. So they journal, they write it down. It's really long. I remember when um, I, I used to work in the dental field before I got married. Well, kind of our first year of marriage, too. And um, God moved me into this new office, and there was this wild girl. I mean, just party wild girl. And I had, I, I, I'm, my mom's very conservative. I'm very conservative. Um, I never did the party scene, and she was, like, so opposite of me. But God used me. My personality irritated her. Because <laughs> I was happy and bubbly, and I was like too much for her. And she's like, stop. <laughs> but God used me to lead her to the Lord. And she got radically saved, spirit-filled. But when she got saved, I mean, she just started hearing God's voice, hearing God's voice. So all day long, God said this, and God said this, God said this. And I was like, I'm so annoyed, God. <laughs> She's hearing you and I never hear you. Like, this is how I felt because I didn't hear God that way. And she just always, 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 I'm like, okay, can we just get back to work? Like, that's so great. But I'm doing all the cleaning and you're doing nothing. God set me free, don't worry. That was over 20 years ago. But she was a hearer and I was jealous of that. I, I felt so unspiritual because I didn't hear God like that. And I really thought that was the only way besides dreams or visions or audible voice that you just heard God like that. But that's only one way. Okay, so let's go into the second way. The second prophetic personality is a seer. Seers are visionaries. They're big picture, big projects. God may even speak one vision that will take a lifetime to build. They're builders. It's like Nehemiah with the wall. God spoke and he went and built. Um, Seers are generally not great with details or small things. So sometimes it's hard for seers to get the daily stuff done. Like, hey, let's build an orphanage. But maybe you can't take out the trash. (laughs) Or like... Or hypothetically. Or maybe you're like, let's, you know, build the new sanctuary in the church, but I don't know what we're going to make for dinner. So, like, they're, they're big seers, but it's hard for details in life. That's why two seers should probably not get married. <laughs> um, seers just see what God's doing. They just see it. They see what needs to be done, and they do it, and they love building Seers have great faith because they see the end from the beginning. And they don't understand why everybody else doesn't see it. Like, don't you see it? It's done. Let's build. Let's do it. And the hearers are like, I need a play-by-play. I need details. You know. But they just have this great faith to do these big things because they're visionaries. They don't need the play-by-play. They saw it, and let's move on. It's just so clear. Sometimes their personality can be, let's go big or go home, visionaries. It's interesting because maybe if a husband is a seer and a wife is a hearer, 
she might interpret that as my husband's not very spiritual. He never hears God. But no, seers get vision and they have direction. We need the seers. The seers see for the church, for the family, for the community, where to go, where we're going, what God's doing, and they have so much faith to get it done. So it doesn't mean they don't hear God. They just hear God differently. Now, I I just want to stop and say, if you're a hearer, if you're a seer, and when we get into the other ones, this does not mean you'll never hear God. Or if you're a hearer, it doesn't mean you'll never see anything. I'm not saying that. It's not in a box. You can flow in all of them, but I do believe there's a primary one you do. And I have flowed in different ones. I'm not, I think I'm a little bit of a seer, but I'm more of another one I'm going to get to. But when the orphanage, when God showed me the orphanage, I saw it done. There was great faith for it. It took 20 years, but the faith just carried me. Okay, so we can flow into the other ones. And there are times I do hear God, but it's not my primary one. And then you can flow in the gifts of the Spirit. I might have a prophetic word, a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. And if you don't know what that is, well, keep coming on Wednesdays and Sundays. You're going to learn what all this is. It's not complicated. Okay, so back to the seer. Vision gives purpose and direction. Okay, so the third one. So we have hearers. Seers. The third one I want to talk about is the feelers. The feelers. Feelers feel God's emotion. They can be very sensitive, even labeled too emotional. If you've been labeled too emotional, you're probably a feeler and people don't understand you, but God does. I think feelers are misunderstood or misunderstand that it's actually God speaking to them. A lot of feelers, because they haven't been taught, they try to stop feeling and stop trying to be emotional. But it's God speaking to you. You know, Jesus moved with compassion. He felt Father's compassion. He felt it, and he moved with compassion to minister to the people. So feelers feel God's emotion in the room, what God is doing. They feel what God is saying. They can feel environments. They can feel other people's emotions. So when you're praying for somebody, maybe sadness all of a sudden comes out of you. Like you weren't feeling sad and all of a sudden you feel sad. Well, you can be confused like what's wrong with me? No, you're feeling the emotion of the person and God is showing you he you know God feels our heart. And so then you can minister and pray for them or or maybe you feel lust on somebody. We had a friend who was a missionary and she came back from a third world country and she said I've never dealt with lust in my life and all of a sudden this lust is on me and it's like she felt it and it attached to her. And she had to learn, and Ben and I prayed that off of her. So we have to learn sometimes emotions can attach to you that are not yours and not God's. But reading the Word of God and maturing in the Word of God, you can decipher what's God, what God is doing, somebody else's emotion, maybe emotion in the room. Feelers can walk into an environment and see a couple, and you're like, ooh, they're not doing good. You feel it, you know, what's going on. So um, they feel what God is doing. They use words like, I just feel like God is saying this. I just feel. And hearers are like, well, that's weird. (laughs) What do you mean you feel? Did he tell you? 
Did he tell you? Well, I feel it. Did he tell you? Or the seers are like, well, did you see it or not? Did you see it or not? I'm feeling it. So you just have to recognize the language of God and, and, and how we hear God. So feeling others' emotions. We were with Joseph Z, and we were uh, driving towards the Superstition Mountains, and he's like, whew, I feel some, some um, what did he say, like new agey, something on that. I'm like, really? I'm not a feeler. It's majestic. I feel, just God's presence is amazing, but he could feel it. He says he goes into places, and sometimes it takes a day to shake those feelings in an environment. So if you get into a new region, a new city, you might be feeling what's in that city. And if you know that it's not normal, like all of a sudden, you were so excited for vacation, and all of a sudden you're like, ugh. Know that that is demonic presence you're feeling, and you have authority over that. You don't have to feel it, right? Emotions are like children. You don't lock them up in the trunk, but you don't let them drive your car either. We need emotions, right? And so do you just have to know what God is saying? What is your emotions? What's not your emotions? And you have authority over your emotions. So you don't have to be too emotional. Okay, the fourth one. The fourth prophetic personality is the knower. The knower personality, I think, are the very practical and logical people. It looks like the least spiritual way to hear God because it's so very simple. They don't over-spiritualize things or make things complicated. Actually, the knowers get very irritated with over-spiritual people. (laughs) Knowers just know instinctively what God is doing, saying. They just know instinctively. I think knowers... um, Many knowers don't think God speaks to them because it's so natural. You think, I'm not spiritual, I never hear God, but actually God just drops wisdom in their heart and they just know. You know, and somebody will say, did you hear God? No. Did you feel God? No. Did you see God? No, I just know. I just know. I don't know how, I just know. You know, you can't explain it, you just know. And so it just becomes normal or you can just think, I have all this wisdom And it's, no, it's not your wisdom. It's actually God speaking to you. And so you can actually become prideful. Like, how come everybody just doesn't know? (laughs) You know, I have all this wisdom. It could even puff you up. But but no, it's God speaking to you instinctively, and you're just a knower. Job 38, 36 says, God gives intuition or understanding to the mind of man. He just drops intuition in or understanding, and you just know. It's a strong sense. You can't say, this says the Lord, or thus says the Lord. You just know and you do. It's very simple, simple, spiritual. So the knowers can kind of have a hard time with those who are like, I'm in the glory of the Lord, and God is doing this. And they're like, it's just simple. It's just wisdom. Just do it. They're very practical and logical. But that is such a side of God too. Simply spiritual. Okay, so the four primary ways, and listen, please do not say, do not think I am saying this is the only way God speaks to you. That's not true. Can you flow in all of them? Yes. Can God speak to you audibly? Yes. Can God use an animal to speak to you? Sure. 
These are not the, the, um, per, uh, the spiritual gifts. But I do believe that we daily walk in, primarily in one of these. So the hear is the play-by-play. Play. They just hear God. Who thinks they're here? Who knows they're here in the room? You raise your hand. Don't be shy. We're not judging anybody. I think the hear is amazing. Okay, who thinks they're a seer? The seers just see it from the end to the beginning. These are entrepreneurs, builders, seers. Okay, who are the feelers? Look at, there's always way more feelers. That's amazing. Who are the knowers in the room? <laughs> right here. That's so awesome. We were created to hear God's voice. We're created to recognize God's voice. You know, as we're entering the end days, and you know me, I'm a firm believer we are in the end of the end days. I believe God is coming back soon, and things are going to get dark. But it's the voice of God that leads us into truth and light, and we have to hear God's voice. There's a lot of voices around us. And us, as his sheep, have to recognize his voice and know that God's going to speak to us differently. And that's amazing because we all need each other. We need the hearers. We need the seers. We need the feelers. Just don't get too emotional. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, feelers. I'm kidding. I love the feelers. The feelers hear the heart, feel the heartbeat of God. It makes God so human, relatable, you know, like us. And we need the knowers, the no-nonsense, this is wisdom, let's just go. Don't over-spiritualize it. Take care of your kids. <laughs> you know, <laughs> get a job. <laughs> it's just, just do it. <laughs> you know, it's just the practical side of God, <laughs> Right? That we know God's word. God loves to speak to us. He's an excellent communicator. The only reason why we are not hearing God is because religion has made it so complicated. Or we've been taught that not everybody hears God, and that's a lie. Yeah, special people only, and that's not true. Every single one of us here. I don't care if you got saved one minute ago. That is your invitation to hear God's voice. You can hear God's voice. And as we learn his word, we recognize it more and more. It's not that God starts speaking to us more and more. That's not true. He's always speaking. You know, to my, I have five kids, my little newborn, I'm doing all the talking. I'm talking, talking, talking. But they don't recognize my word yet. My, you know, they recognize my voice, but don't know the vocabulary. But as they grow, they learn the vocabulary of their mama. Well, that's the same with us. God is always speaking, but some of us are newborns in the word of God. So we feel or think it's God, but we might not know the vocabulary. But keep digging in your word. You have to know your word for yourself. And you start recognizing his voice more and more. Amen? Amen. Stand with me. I'm going to pray. God, we thank you that you love to speak to us and that you're speaking to us all the time. You're not passive aggressive and withhold your words, <laughs> but you're healthy and you're loving and you're the good, good shepherd. 
And even when we're in trouble and we're not listening, all the more you speak louder because you love us. You're not a God who punishes, but you took all punishment for us. You laid down your life for us. That you're an excellent communicator. And I just pray, even this morning, I just break off those lies that you never hear God. You hear God. You recognize his voice. You are his. And Lord, I just pray for the hearers in the room. They would hear more clearly. And for the seers, God, you would release those visions, Lord, the things that need to be done, and we would get behind them to build your kingdom, God. We pray for the feelers that make you so relatable, so loving. And Lord, I pray for the feelers that maybe struggle with taking on other people's emotions. And I just break that off of you. I say you'll have discernment. What is God and what is not God? What is yours and not yours? And there'd be discernment to go with the feelings. And you would shake things off that are not yours. And the knowers, we thank you for the knowers, God. And we say they are spiritual, (laughs) simply spiritual. You just drop wisdom in the heart of the knowers. We thank you for the words that you gave last week through Joseph, God. Lord, help us cultivate those words, believe those words, write them down over our lives and over our church. We say yes and amen to the words you have, that you have spoken, God. And we forth tell it, we speak it out and say it will happen. And we just love you, God. We love you so much. Thank you for letting us be your kids. We love being your kids and we get to spend eternity with you. It's going to be so fun, God, so fun. But let us run our race that pleases you, God. Run it well to please your heart because we love you. And you fill us up with everything we need to accomplish all that you've called us to do. There's grace on it and enjoyment. And we just love you in Jesus' name. Amen.